Welcome to Beyond, conversations with artists, makers, explorers who have gone outside of the norm to create their own true world, to sing their own precious song. Each of us is born with a song inside, but most will die having never sung it. Imagine if, as a little child, instead of being asked, what will you do when you grow up? What will you be? Or what kind of job will you get when you grow up? If instead you are told, now is the time to listen. As you grow, listen for the sounds of your song. The song that comes from your blood, your bones, your people. Listen for the melody, the verses, the tune. And when you hear your song, sing it. Imagine that kind of world. That's the kind of world I'm devoted to building. I am your host, Daphne Cohn, the creator of multiple online programs, courses, and within a community for artists, makers, and writers dedicated to the courage and practice of singing their own song. I ask you, are you ready to sing your own song? Are you ready to go beyond? Before I begin, a few words about Illumin, the free creativity hour that I offer every day, Monday through Friday, 6 to 7 a.m. LA time, 9 to 10 p.m. New York, and 2 to 3 London. It is a sacred creativity time, a sacred hour for making. We gather, we open with a blessing, we create in our own place, whether it's writing, drawing, painting, movement, anything, anything you want to bring to this space, you make in quiet, and then we close with a blessing. It is an incredibly beautiful hour, and I welcome you to try it out. And now on to the solo cast. So lately, and by lately, I mean the last two or three years or so, I've been obsessed by the question, what is the world I want to create? On the whiteboard in my office, I've written three things. One is a quote by Lion Tracker and life coach Boyd Varty. And the quote is, you can only go as far into the experience of creating life as the limits of your personal belief system will allow. The second is a question, how do I use my creativity to craft a life that is mine? And the third is, let this be the year of the rough draft. I open with these three because they are in large part the keys to crafting a life that is yours, and I will get into each of them over the next three episodes. But first, why is this important, and what do I mean by the question? To begin with, I'm not speaking in grandiose terms. I'm not asking how do we change the world. While that's a beautiful question, it contains too much that is beyond my control. I'm speaking to the one world over which I have some control. My world. The one in my head and my heart. The one I create with my thoughts, my words, my actions. I also do not mean to imply that we have complete control over our lives. Issues, problems, traumas, losses, challenges, they arise constantly. It might be in health or death of a family or friend or something in a relationship, anything with work. The list is really long. I'm speaking to the elements within our control. Our responses, imagination, visions, dreams. 
We come into a world that's already decided for us, right? It's already full of cultural beliefs, societal ideologies, family systems. We're taught ideas around right, wrong, good, bad, success, failure. We're told what to think about God, sexuality, gender, work, money, love. And we're too young to think for ourselves, so we become filled with the thoughts of others. Then, as adults, we're told, use your voice, be yourself, follow your dreams. But by then, we've forgotten what our voice sounds like. We don't know what it means to be ourselves, and we can't remember our dreams. Obviously, this is not true for everyone, but this is very, very common and was certainly true for me. Don Miguel Ruiz, he writes about this in The Four Agreements. This is what he says. We are born with the capacity to learn how to dream, and the humans who live before us teach us how to dream the way society dreams. That's how we learn as children. Children believe everything adults say. We agree with them, and our faith is so strong that the belief system controls our whole dream of life. We didn't choose these beliefs, and we may have rebelled against them, but we were not strong enough to win the rebellion. The result is to surrender to the beliefs with our agreement. I call this process the domestication of humans, and through this domestication, we learn how to live and how to dream. The domestication is so strong that at a certain point in our lives, we no longer need anyone to domesticate us. We're so well trained that we are our own domesticator. We are an auto-domesticated animal. In the beginning of the podcast, so that's the end of that quote. In the beginning of the podcast, I say, we're all born with a song inside. Most of us will die having never sung it. Imagine a world where instead of being asked as a little child, what will you do when you grow up? What are you studying? What job can you get with that? These words were whispered into your ears, your cells, your being. Now is the time to listen as you grow up. Listen for the sounds of your song, your tune, your melody, your verses, the song of your bones, your blood, your people. And when you hear your song, sing it. I can feel as I say these words, I can feel all the emotion because this is exactly where I'm at in my life right now. Having spent so long not singing my song, I am learning to sing my song. Now, creating our world begins with singing our own song. But how do we hear what we've forgotten? How do we sing when our voice has become the voice, the voices of all those who came before us? Boyd Barty, as he says, as I mentioned, the quote on my whiteboard, you can only go as far into the experience of creating life as the limits of your personal belief system will allow. So how do we move beyond that? How do we live a life where we are fully alive, in our joy, in our beauty, our wonder? 
And are we really capable of creating our own lives? Who are we to be creators? Well, we are born creators. In fact, we are born creative geniuses. There was a study that NASA did, uh, a longitudinal test on creative potential, and they found out that of 1,600, 1,600 four and five-year-olds, 98% scored at creative genius level. Five years later, so five years into the school system, five years older at 10, nine and 10 years old, only 30% of the same group of children scored at the same level. Again, five years later, 14, 15 years old, only 12%. And when the same test was administered to adults, only 2% scored at the genius level. In the course of a lifetime, those numbers had completely switched. 98% scores creative geniuses when we're four and five, 2% when we're adults. So this is because we have become auto-domesticated animals. Auto-domesticated animals are not creative geniuses. So what do we do? What is this way forward? Well, it begins with paying attention. In Boyd Varchi's book, I believe it's called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. I actually don't have it in front of me, but he says this. Awareness is how attuned you are to what is around you. It is recognizing a track when it appears. It is teaching yourself how to see what is important to you. Finding what is uniquely yours requires more than rationality. You have to learn how your body speaks. You have to learn how you know what you know. You have to follow the inner tracks of your feelings, sensations, and instincts, the integrity and truth that are deeper than ideas about what you should do. You have to learn to follow a deeper, wiser, wilder place inside yourself. He goes on to say, yet most of us have so much of the social conditioning of modern life that the track of the wild self has been lost. We live with our attention directed outward. We focus on the social cues of our culture. We look to others to define our path and value and purpose. We lose ourselves in shoulds. Shoulds are full of traps. Traps laid by society and your limited rules for yourself. No wild animal has ever participated in a should. What you know to do is deeper than that. No one can tell you what your track will be or how to know what calls you and brings you to life. That's your work to do. But a great tracker can ask, how do you know you love something? How do you feel when you're fully expressing yourself? Learn that feeling and then start looking not for the thing, but for the feeling. Attention shapes the direction of the tracker's life. We must turn our attention back to this wild 
self. About six years ago, I chose the word trust for my word of the year. It was so that I would hold as the focus of my year, learning to trust myself. I felt so far from that at the time. I didn't even understand why I'd want to trust myself. What did I know? It made so much more sense to me to look to the experts, the ones who really did know. And yet there was something in me that was tired of always looking out. I remember there was a moment when I was 21 years old and I was standing on this bridge. It was in this kind of deserted grassy area where there had formerly been a train that ran through it. So the train tracks were still there and I'm standing on this bridge overlooking these train tracks in this deserted field. And as I stand there, an image fills my mind and it was an image of me, but inside of me was all mirrors. There was no Daphne there, just reflections of everyone and everything around me. And the image shocked me. It shocked me because I knew it was true, that I had no sense of my own identity. I was all the people in the world. I was all the people in my world. So 20 some years later, still feeling this absence of self, still wondering where Daphne was inside of me, I choose this word trust. What would my life be like if I trusted myself? If I could turn inwards at times of confusion or uncertainty, if I knew that I had my back, what would that feel like? What would I make from that place? I began to pay attention. What lights me up? What am I most alive? With whom? And then COVID came. And COVID put everything into high relief. Because up until COVID, I thought I was someone who loved being out in the world, constantly engaged, always full of plans. I thought I was a highly social being. I wanted to be busy, productive, active. It was how I knew myself. It was how I had been programmed. And then COVID came and COVID made everything quiet. And over the course of two years, I learned a new truth about me. I learned that I love the quiet, that I need the quiet, that the world is big and at times unsettling and I can easily get lost when I'm out in it for too long. I learned that silence helps me soften. And when I soften, I open. And when I open, I come home. I learned That too many plans, too much activity actually takes me away from what has me feel most alive. The space of wonder and awe, the sacred devotion, devotion to mystery, to the creative spirit, devotion to my life. This way of being busy was a result of my domestication. It was not my natural state. It was not the place where I'm home. And as I began to slow and to soften, I also began to fall in love because when I'm open, when I'm available, I feel differently about myself. I love myself more easily. I love others more readily and I step more strongly, more solidly into who I am in this moment. I write differently. My tone of voice deepens. I feel my body on the earth. The world that I want to create 
is a softer world, a slower world, a world where we listen more, where we speak true, where we are who we are, our own raw, wild, and holy, singing our own song. So this is still not an easy world for me to get to. It takes a lot of quieting, stilling, slowing, devotion, sacredness. But every morning when I show up for a lumen, a lumen helps me get there. A lumen is part of the world that I'm creating. Every time I stop and pause and bless, my body relaxes. I arrive. I open. Varti goes on to say, a huge part of what you might think of as this is how I am or this is what you do is not you at all, but patterns of behavior and thinking that you've adapted from the cultural story. You've been told what to be and to want. This realization is immense as it is the beginning of a much deeper question about what we actually want. You are your outlook and that outlook is not universal. It was given to you. Now, I put together a free gift on my website. I'm not actually sure how much longer it's going to be up there, but it's a, a book with 14 questions for beginning to sing your own song, and you can get it at daphnecone.com. I really love it. It's beautiful to look at. The questions are strong, important, probing ones that really help on this path. I use these questions all the time. Or, and so you can get that, or you can simply begin by paying attention. Pay attention to when your body softens, when tears spring to your eyes, when you get goosebumps or chills. Notice when the heaviness gets lighter, when you feel expansive, wider. Notice when you clench and tighten, when you feel worn out and in need of rest, when your heart closes, your mind judges. Notice when the world feels smaller, harder. Pay attention to all of it. Write it down. And you don't need to evaluate or come to conclusions. Just simply start tracking your life. Without the voices of others, what does your body say? Your heart. Your mind. And maybe you've been listening for years, or maybe like me, you're newer to this kind of listening. Regardless, let it take time. Let the truth of who you are reveal itself at its own speed. It's not important to arrive at the answers so much as to keep holding the questions and holding them with open hands. What world do you want to create? How are you creating this world? I will end with this poem by Wendell Berry. I go among trees and sit still. All my stirring becomes quiet around me like circles on water. My tasks lie in their places where I left them, asleep like cattle. Then what is afraid of me comes and lives a while in my sight. What it fears in me leaves me and the fear of me leaves it. It sings, and I hear its song. Then what I am afraid of comes 
I live for a while in its sight. What I fear in it leaves it, and the fear of it leaves me. It sings, and I hear its song. After days of labor, mute in my consternations, mute in my consternations, I hear my song at last, and I sing it. As we sing, the days turn, the trees move. If this moved you or inspired you in some way, take time with it. Let the words settle in. And if you feel called to share this episode with someone else, please do. For all show notes and past episodes and to learn about all offerings, go to DaphneCone.com or WithinCommunity.com or IlluminHour.com. And if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do that over on iTunes or Spotify, and you can review it over at iTunes. If you'd like to be part of Illumin, come whenever it fits your schedule. We will be here making. And thank you for listening.